You are listening to Let's Talk Trio on podcasts. Keep up with the latest episodes by downloading the Podbean app or stream episodes via our social media accounts. Search for Let's Talk Trio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This episode is sponsored by Student Access. Student Access, the leader in Trio software. Student Access is an online database solution that allows TRIO programs to track their students' information, connect with students by text messages, streamline the APR, and work from anywhere, all online, with automatic updates for changes from the Department of Education. Their technical support team includes former TRIO staff and has over 50 years of combined experience working with TRIO. Make it easier to focus on your priority, the students. For more information and to request a free demo, visit their website at www.studentaccess.com or call them toll-free at 1-800-801-1232. That website again is www.studentaccess.com or 1-800-801-1232. Be sure to share your favorite episodes on your social media by tapping that share button. This is a great way to support the podcast. Now here's your host, Juan Rivas. Thank you, Amelia, for that wonderful introduction. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Trio. In this episode, we have Alina Tovar, a graduate of the the University of Idaho and alum of the Trio Student Support Services and Trio Upward Bound Program. Elena is in the podcast to talk about her experiences and share her uh, wisdom with regards to TRIO. So it was really fun doing this episode. Uh, I think you're going to really hear a great story through Alina uh, about uh, having to go through the TRIO programs and then having to also uh, going through the McNair program as well, the TRIO McNair program. Uh, So we really uh, enjoy to hear students that have, uh, you know, if they've enjoyed going through one TRIO program or multiple TRIO programs. And Alina just happens to be a student that uh, has gone through multiple TRIO programs as well. So coming up in just a bit, Alina Tovar. Remember, if you would like to be featured on Let's Talk Trio, please send us a message via Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or email us at Let's Talk Trio, L-E-T-S-T-A-L-K-T-R-I-O at gmail.com. I'd like to take a second to thank our sponsors, Angelica Villalpando and Student Access. Thank you so much for your patronage. You too can be a sponsor. Head on over to Kickstarter. We are in the middle of our Kickstarter campaign. We are attempting to raise $40,000 for the Let's Talk Trio podcast. Any dollar amount would do. Also, if you donate $5 or more, you do get a Let's Talk Trio decal. Either Design 1 by Emilia Castañeda or Design 2 by Raul Perez. Head over to Instagram or Facebook to look at the decals and let us know what you think. Again, such a great joy to have recorded this episode with Alina Tovar. We hope you enjoy, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Five, four, three, two, one. Hi, Trio Nation. My next guest on the Let's Talk Trio podcast is an alum of the Trio Upward Bound program of Caldwell High School in Caldwell, Idaho. Is an alum of the Trio Student Support Services at the University of Idaho current participant of the TRIO McNair program, started a TRIO club at the University of Idaho, 
and graduated this May 2020 with a Bachelor of Science in Psychology and Philosophy, is continuing her education to obtain Master's in Clinical Mental Health Counseling at Central Washington University. I want to welcome Alina Tovar to the Let's Talk Trio podcast. Alina, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. We are very happy to have you. How are you doing? Uh, are you attending courses right now at Central Washington University or are you doing some distance learning? Um, I'm doing good. Definitely trying to get through the summer, but I'm hanging in there. Um, currently, I haven't heard if we are in person or online yet. Last I heard was about the middle of summer and they stated that we were starting September 9th and that it would be a hybrid model. So half online, half in person, but they haven't confirmed that that's actual plan. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm just waiting day by day. Yeah, that must be stressful. I know that a lot of students around the, the, the nation, they're kind of stressed out about what is the fall going to look like? Yeah, it's definitely hard, especially as a college student, because you like to plan, you like to be ready and prepared. But if like some people don't know if they're leaving, if they're staying. So I definitely understand the struggles. And I know that I'm not the only one going through it. So yeah. How are you and your family doing in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic? How are you handling it? Uh, we're doing okay. We're definitely just trying to have that family time and just stay together. Um, I know that my siblings and I really do miss school. Like we miss just going out there and learning. And so we've been doing a little bit at home, like playing games, trying to stay active on the iPad, but we're just trying to enjoy the family time we're having together. Absolutely. I think uh, all around the world, people are trying to figure out how to best make of their time while they're confined with family. And it's good, it's good to hear that you and your siblings are getting along. I know if it were me and my family, I think on the third day, we would be already irritated with each other. Yeah, definitely. I try to keep in mind that I haven't been here for the last four years. So just to remember, like, this might be the last time I'm living oh, with my yeah. family again. So because I had to move back from my undergrad back home. So it, it definitely has been a challenging summer. But making the best of it. Any skills that you picked up during this pandemic? Yeah. So I'm actually trying to work more on like self-care, um, journaling, staying active, just mentally preparing myself for what I'm going to be doing in grad school. Um, I've been working on scholarships, preparing for the move, the move out of state. And I also got a puppy. So I'm just creating that bond and training him. Oh, yeah. so you got to tell us the puppy's name. Uh, his name's Dodger, actually. Dodger, fitting. So, Dodger. <laughs> <laughs> Alina, ha oh, so we're we're in the we're the the audience is seeing are uh, just hearing us, but what I can see from Alina, we I see a Dodger pennant in the background, and <laughs> uh, she's also a Raider supporter, which we won't judge her too harsh harshly for that. But uh, so that's a fitting name for your puppy. Thank you, thank you. And uh, what? So this puppy's going to move with you when, if, and when the move happens? Yeah, he'll definitely be there for me. Um, and then also my boyfriend will be moving too. So I'll have that support where he won't be too much alone. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Now we hear the word practicing self-care or self-care a lot. What does it mean to you? And what, what does, what uh, do you want to share with the audience? So what that should mean or what that, how do you define that? Yeah. So self-care, in my opinion, is doing things that pretty much just caring for yourself. So just remembering to always like the way I see it is you can't help others if you're not completely whole yourself. And so just working on those things, those downtime and really working on the inner version of yourself and knowing you can't spread what you want to spread, like love and positivity. That's my main things. Like always spread those two things. You mm -hmm. can't spread it if you don't fully fill it yourself. And so just working on those times like journaling, um, 
you know, just taking a walk, staying active. Cause I've noticed throughout my four years in college, when I wouldn't keep on the schedule, when I wouldn't go to the gym, when I wouldn't uh, write down what bothered me, I would start to hold it inside. And then I would start noticing things that every day that it would affect me. And so just remembering to care for yourself and just taking down time and slowing it down is what really self-care means for me. Awesome. Thank you so much for that definition. I think the audience really appreciates having different perspectives of what self-care means. So I did read your story that you sent to us and that's a great way that we connected. We put the advertisement out for trio students and an alum to come share their story and you emailed us and you emailed us with a short story and and your short uh, description of what, how trio has impacted you. So let's go to the beginning. What was your childhood like growing up? Yeah. Um, So I grew up as a middle child. So I had an older sister and a younger sister. So it was mostly just the three of us. Um, We lived in this house that kind of had like a farm in the back, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't our farm. It was the person who owned the house. So we just rented out, but they would always allow us to go and like hang out with their horses or just go in the back. So that was always great. Just spending time outside with my family. And that's where I think I really gained the importance of family and how you spend your time with them and how you let them know what they mean to you. And then um, go, I want to say 12, 13 years old, my parents decided to have two more kids. So it went from the three of us to the five of us and just that big change. I want to say it was like a 10 year difference from my younger sibling to my second younger sibling. So a 10 year difference, it was very weird. Um, <laughs> Cause in a way I kind of had to grow up early like just mm-hmm. able to raise my younger siblings being the second oldest of five. And so I was able to uh, learn how to care for others and care for myself. And I just love spending time with my sh- siblings and my family. Mm-hmm. And they were always my number one motivator from the beginning. They've always been so important to me and just showing them and sharing them the experiences that I've done and letting them know, like, they're the reason I'm here. Like they're the reason I've went through all that I went through was because it's for my family. Mm -hmm. And I also want to show my younger siblings that anything is possible. And so, yeah. (laughs) Um, But I had a great childhood. I grew up mostly with my siblings. I had friends, you know, I hung out with the neighbors and stuff, but spending time with my siblings and my sisters was always what was most important to me. Yeah. And every family member, typically, right, they have their own unique personality. Did you see that shine through with your family? Oh, definitely. Um, when I was younger, me and my sisters used to call each other the Powerpuff Girls. So, <laughs> yeah, every Powerpuff Girl could explain each of us differently. So just being able to like all be different characters, but still work together and live under the same house was very powerful. Absolutely. And when it came to your parents, do you feel like you had your, your parents must have felt overwhelmed with five kids? Oh yeah. And they were super young. <laughs> I think my mom had her first kid when she was 20. Oh wow. My dad, yeah, was 21. So they pretty much started their twenties out with raising a family. Wow. And that's, that's to be admired, right? Because it's not easy raising a family fresh out of, I would perceive like out of high school or even uh, just two years uh, after graduation. It's just like having a family and now having to take care of them. So for you, uh, did your parents emphasize or uh, look at education as something important? Yeah. So both my family parents, uh, dropped out of high school, unfortunately, but Mm. they were able to go on and get their GED. Mm -hmm. So they still knew that, um, 
education was important, but I don't think they understood like the death of how important it was and how you could keep on going. And so they shared with me, Oh yeah, you'll go to college. I'll keep going. You know, you'll get a good job, but they never really told me like how I was going to do it. Mm -hmm. And so I always had in the back of my mind, like, okay, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to do that. And I didn't really have a college in mind. Like we had a local college, it's called the college of Idaho and it's a small private college. So a lot of people knew like it's an expensive college. It's hard to get to like a lot of doctors go there and stuff. And so I kept in mind like, Oh, I'm going to go to college. I'll try to go to C of I or the college of Idaho. And I always had that perspective perspective, but I didn't know how I was, I was going to do it. Yeah. So there's always that great unknown with college with first generation students where it still looks like a mystified cloud for us, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, what's possible, but how are you going to get there? It's kind of confusing on the way of thinking that way. Absolutely. So let's talk about school a little bit. Um, Did school slash education resonate with you? Was it something that you liked doing? Yeah, I enjoyed school. I didn't quite know exactly what subject was really my subject and what passion I had, but I knew that I loved being surrounded by people and I loved learning every day. Like every day was something new. So I really did enjoy just going, meeting people and learning every day. Right on. And so talk to us about your transition to high school. So what was that experience like for you? What did you learn about yourself during that time? Yeah. Um, so the transition was pretty good. I was involved, um, with basketball. And so I was involved with this AAU. Um, it was like a city basketball and then that transitioned to the high school. And so I was on the same team. So I knew all the girls. So that was really good. Like having that, um, friendship and just someone to go through that transition with. Um, what I did learn about myself was that I, I knew that I wanted to make something of myself, but I didn't quite know what my, I don't know how to say it, like my skills were, my sets. Like I knew that I was good at things, but I didn't know quite how I was going to use that in education and in a professional world. So at that time I was really confused. Um, so I would do things like I would journal, I would paint, I would try to find like, what was my niche? Mm -hmm. Um, And then I figured out like it was people. Like I love people. I love talking to people. I could go hours and hours and just talk to people about their life, about what they love, what they're passionate about. And so that was when I really learned like I need to do something that's for the people with the people where I could be around people every day. Yeah, that's amazing. So I'm going to go back to, so you were involved with basketball. Did did you enjoy watching like uh, WNBA or, or the NBA? Yeah, I enjoyed watching the NBA. Um, It was something that me and my dad had like together, like that was our thing, like sports, basketball, Mm -hmm. watching sports together. And I was actually fortunate enough when I was in sixth grade, my dad took me to a Lakers game. It was no way. Jazz. Yeah. And it was the best experience ever. Like my dad had surprised me and he drove all the way to Utah, um, Salt Lake, and then like got me a jersey and he goes come on we're going to see a basketball game and I was like what I was like really is that why that we is came amazing this yeah um so yeah I really did love watching I love the aspect of working with the team and just doing something t- with people to try to achieve something absolutely so just for the audience a disclaimer I'm a huge Los Angeles Lakers fan Alina <laughs> so right now just hearing you go- say uh, say that you've got to go to a Lakers game just like mind-blowing is that your <laughs> is that your favorite team too or not really yeah definitely oh definitely. the Lakers right on <laughs> awesome you've gained like 40 points of coolness right now um 
So now that we're talking about your high school experience, you, you were involved with basketball, you really discovered that you really could like connecting with people. Um, how did you discover the Tree Upward Bound program and how did you get referred? Yeah, so um, my older sister, when she was in high school, she was actually involved with uh, Trio Talent Search, uh-huh. which is kind of similar to Trio Upward Bound, but you don't get the like summer program aspect of it, the classroom aspect of it. Um, and so I kind of was familiar with Trio, but wasn't really certain of what it was. And then I had a friend who told me she was joining. And so I was like, okay, well, my friend's going to join. Maybe I should join. So I mm. put in an application. And I want to say a couple days later, I was taken out of class, similar to your story, because I had listened to your podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, your first one. And they took me to like a library. And I was like, what, what is happening? Like, who am I meeting? And then they asked me similar things like, um, well, it's college to you. Do you ever see yourself going to college? And that was probably the first time in academia where I was introduced to going to college from a teacher. Mm. And when they asked you that question, do you see yourself going to college? Do you remember what your answer was or what did you reflect on? Yeah, I, I remember just saying, yeah, like, yeah, I want to go to college, but I wasn't really a hundred percent certain of what college was. I just said, yeah, because I knew it was the right thing to do or like the thing that was going to improve me in the end. Um, so I just had told him like, yeah, I, d- I do know what college is and I do want to go to college, but with not a hundred percent certain of what that was. Yeah. So when the program is usually pitched to students, um, the pr- what part of the program appealed to you? Because I know for some students, the idea of sacrificing Saturdays or summers is just unheard of. Like you, you really don't buy into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what I had thought when I had first heard about what the program was. But I think my mentor, um, the one who had talked to me about it, he was very, the way he talked about it was like, this is going to be great for you. It's going to be a great experience. You're going to be able to do so many things that you haven't been able to do. And like that just pretty much striked me. I was like, okay, if I can do things I haven't been able to do and have the opportunity and the ability, like, of course I'm going to join this. And so right away I joined and like me being the people person I was, I was like, sweet, we're going to be in like this group. Like uh, we're going to have the same students in this class, like every day, you know, I love that. Like being able to have that community and that team, I was all for it. Right on. And after you join, once, uh, once you find out that you were, going to be part of the trio program um what aspect of the program or what what did you most enjoy about the program um i would say the college preparation part and the finding who you truly authentically are i would say um my mentor, the one who had worked with me throughout Upward Bound, he was very about like finding out who you truly are and why, like finding out your why and holding on to that why. And so he really worked on us like mentally, like working on things like, why are you here? Like talk about your past. And he really had me open up and realize like why I wanted to do this. And my why had always been like my family, my future family, my past me, my present me, just knowing that I'm worth it and knowing that I can do this was why I should do this. And so just having that talk and just being prepared for things that I didn't know what I was doing. Like I was confused through it all, but my mentor reminded me like, it's perfectly fine, perfectly fine to be confused. Just know like everything you're doing is going to benefit you. That is amazing. And it sounds like you have received a lot of support from the Upper Bound program. Uh, can you talk to us about any leaders or mentors of the Upper Bound program? Do any of the staff uh, members, that, any staff members that stand out to you? Yeah. So um, the guy that I was previously talking about, his name is Joshua Engler. 
he's the greatest guy ever. One of the most hardworking people I've met in trio. Um, so he was the one who introduced me to the program. He was the one who got me through the four years. He was the one who got me into my undergrad, got me through my undergrad. Like I still talk to this man every, almost every day of my life. Like I just was on the phone with him last week. Um, I helped him work on a panel. I was able to mm -hmm. get on a call and talk to some students, but yeah, he, is trio in and out and has always lived, breathed trio. <laughs> well, that is amazing. Uh, in your experience with trio, what was the most memorable, memorable time with upward bound and what does that moment, why does that moment stay with you? Yeah. Um, I would say that, uh, during, I want to say my second or third summer doing upper bound, we would go to, uh, Boise State University and so that was about 15-20 minutes from my hometown and we would stay there uh, Monday through Friday and I actually signed up for an internship because Josh had told me he goes oh you should sign up for an internship and I had gotten it mm -hmm. and they placed me at the downtown Boise YMCA and I was so excited about that. Like just mm -hmm. being able to have something like that seemed important, like an internship, you know, like I felt like a big girl. I was like, wow, this is going to be great. I'm going to go to a work site. Yeah. And I mean, it was great. Like at first I did like a lot of filing paperwork, just like trying to clean up the office for them. But after that, I was able to work on workshops and oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Right. As a high school student, being able to put together workshops, I was like, wow, like they trust me to be able to put on a workshop and work with kids. And so one of the workshops that was my favorite memory was doing like a Lego workshop. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we met, we made like little Lego remote controlled cars from scratch. And so they mm -hmm. gave us the um, items to put it together and they had taught me how to do it. And then I taught the kids how to do it and just working with them and then putting on together races. And so that was a great memory that trio um, allowed me to have was that internship that summer. That's amazing. So you really got all this experience as you were uh, going through the program and uh, you were feeling, uh, you know, getting connecting with people, uh, connecting with internships and, and putting on these great workshops now, um, for senior year, you're now you're toward your end of your high school career. Uh, did you feel prepared? Did you feel caught off guard or did you, were you ready for, for graduation at that point? Um, yeah, I feel like with all the preparation that Josh had worked with us, I did feel prepared. Um, like I had all my scholarships ready. Um, I knew what school I was going to. I, uh, filled out FAFSA, but I don't think I was mentally ready to leave. Like mm. it, it was a weird feeling like knowing you're going to end this high school career and go on to something else. And I knew I had always wanted to go to college, but it just didn't feel like it was happening. Like it was all so quick and you know, the end you have like the prom, the senior night and just trying to like adapt with all that. So I did physically felt prepared, but not mentally. I got you. So uh, at this point, how many colleges were you considering at this, uh, at this point of your high school career? Um, so I was considering three, uh, U of I, University of Idaho, Idaho State University, and then Washington State University. For some reason, Washington has always just, it's, it's you know, yeah, it has always just called my name. <laughs> um, out of these three schools, why these three schools? Um, for University of Idaho, it was because it was in the mountains and it was far away from home, but not too far. So Boise State was far, but it was only 20 minutes far, whereas U of I was five and a half hours far. And so I was felt that if I left, um, if I was able to be away from my family, but still be there for support, I would be okay. 
Like I could still drive home within five hours, but still feel like I was a way where I could grow on my own. Fantastic. So you ultimately chose to attend University of Idaho and you're telling us really the reason why you chose this, this institution. Was there a particular program that you really liked? Yeah. So, um, I was, well, at first I wanted to go in, um, and do optometry. So I wanted to be an eye doctor. I was really fascinated with the eyes and helping people see and just working with people. Um, but then I did a couple of biology classes and we dissected things and I figured out that wasn't me and my style. (laughs) Um, and so I decided to look into their psychology, psychology program in their psychology department. And I was really fascinated with the professors that were there and what they were working on and the Mm -hmm. research they were working on. And so that was another main reason why I stuck with U of I was because of the departments they had. Right on. Was, was there something about the experiments that they were running or the things that they were doing that really made you gravitate toward that program? Yeah. Um, so there was this one professor, her name was Clarissa Richardson, and she was working on um, perfectionism, uh, stress and cortisol levels in college students and pregnant women. And she just was really for like working with people and, and I knew I wanted to work with people, but I didn't know research was the way I wanted to work with people. Mm -hmm. And so when I was looking more into her research and reading her articles, I was like, yeah, I want to work with this woman. Like she's a very, she, she knows what she's doing. And so she was one of the professors who really spoke out to me. Right on. That's awesome. So talk to us about your experience at the university of Idaho. How was your first year in college? How did it go? So my first year went really good. Um, I rushed, which means uh, you like join a sorority. So I would go to each in sorority and talk to them all. And then I figured out which one was mine. And then I pledged. And I felt that that was a great way to meet people on campus. Um, and it was all fun. I want to say for like a month and a month and a half. But then I started feeling like I was different and that I didn't really connect with these girls. And so that's when I was like, okay, well, I should get more involved. And so that was when I joined OMA, which is Office of Multicultural Affairs. Mm -hmm. And then I had joined Trio SSS. And once I had joined Trio SSS, that is when I knew I found my people and that we had the same things in common and that we all just had the same perspective in life. And um, so from then on, I had a great year. But there was definitely a little dip where I was having like homesickness, loneliness, depression. And then just being away from family and being a family person was really hard to get used to and to get through, but I definitely made it through it all. And my first year was definitely a challenging one, but it was well worth it. Awesome. That's great to hear. Um, Either way, it's easy. It's either easy to adjust or hard to adapt to college. What would you recommend to first generation first year students? Um, I would recommend to get involved, get involved as much as you can, whether it be going to events, going to club meetings, office hours with professors, just getting out there and meeting new people and experiencing new things, I think is very, very important. Um, because I felt that when I was busy and when I was out doing things, I was growing, I was learning more about myself, about the world around me and just being able to find new things and find new people, I think is really important thing to go through in life. Absolutely. Agreed. I think when a student can get engaged early on and start really finding themselves in college and defining college for themselves, I think they get a good experience out of it. Mm -hmm. Alina, we're going to take a quick ad break. We will be back with Alina Tovar with the University of Idaho and TRIO alum. 
And we are back with Alina Tovar, a TRIO alum and Upward Bound alum and Student Support Services alum. And we will get to that here in just a moment. But uh, we're now kind of foreshadowing a little bit. You joined the TRIO Student Support Services program at the University of Idaho. How did you figure out that it was in existence? How did you know that there was a SSS program there? Uh, yeah, so my mentor from high school, Josh Engler, he was the one who had keep, kept calling me like once a week. Uh, have you joined your OSSS? Have you went and talked to them? And I was like, no, no, I haven't. Until I hit that, um, I want to say month, month and a half, where I hit that dip of like homesickness, depression, mm-hmm. loneliness. Um, and so I was like, okay, I need to do something about it. I can't just like sit here and be sad all the time. So I decided to go to Trio SSS, their office the next morning, and I went and made an appointment. And from there on, I was able to join the program. Right on. So you had a, 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 an, um, a, a good counselor, a good person that just from, from Upper Bound telling you, hey, there's, there's a Trio program there. Um, tell us about the Student Support Services program and how did it help you? Yeah. Um, so at first the program kind of started off at a rough start only because my mentors that I was getting paired with, um, kept moving or resigning or accepting another job. And so I think I had went through two, um, mentors before I finally found the one, which was very weird for me because, um, in, co- or in high school, like my first mentor was my number one mentor and he supported me in so many ways. And so joining this other program, I was a little bummed. I was like, wow, like not every program's like this, but mm. that was not true at all. It's just because like <laughs> the timing was bad, you know, people have other things where they're supposed to be in life. And so I knew I just had to keep waiting. Absolutely. So you finally ended up with a mentor. Uh, who, who was that mentor? Yeah. So my mentor was Jessica Samuels. Yeah. And in what ways did they, did they help or what, what did they do for you? Yeah. Um, so one thing that I really enjoyed about Jessica Samuels is that we related like off the bat, like my first meeting with her, I think it was like an hour, an hour and a half. And we were like, okay, we need to like quit this because I need like to see other students. And it was just a great time because we both really understood each other. And we kind of had similar backgrounds with um, just being like the oldest um, sibling Um, of the bunch and then also having to kind of grow up early and help your parents raise your younger siblings and so in that sense we clicked and she was always so supportive she always asked me like what I needed um, if I had any like if I needed help in any classes tutoring um, financial aid and she was actually the person who also introduced me to the McNair program on campus oh really yeah Okay. I know we're going to get to that here in just a bit, but uh, that's amazing. So you're already thinking about even going into uh, the McNair program or even uh, postgraduate. Mm-hmm. I was, yeah. I was. So as you progressed in college, what field and programs interested you? So I'm going to switch this question up a little bit to say you, you were drawn to psychology. What kept you coming back to that program? Like what made you kept going? Yeah. um, So what made me keep going was the classes I was taking. So, you know, University of Idaho is a great school where they have so many different psychology courses. I took psychology courses from uh, child psychology, um, positive psychology, like just all these different uh, like routes of psychology that I didn't even know you could take. And I remember there was this one class, it was called helping, 
helping professions. And it was mm-hmm. taught by the same professor that I was very fond of, Clarissa Richardson. Mm-hmm. And each week we had a different person from the community come in and talk about what they did and what they do for a living. And we had people from uh, child psychologists, play therapy, um, people who worked at the prisons, p- people who worked at the like uh, health and welfare offices, just like a bunch of different things that you could do with uh, psychology. And me knowing that I loved working with people, I was like, yeah, so if I could get this degree and have any of these um, jobs, I would be happy. And so that was really what stuck with me was knowing what I could do with psychology and what I could learn and uh, the people I would meet throughout the way. Awesome. Now you're here. You just graduated, right? Yeah, I did in May. (laughs) And that must've been a huge relief. So first off, congratulations, amazing work. Um, Have you been able to take some time to soak in your accomplishment? Yeah. uh, Well, unfortunately my graduation got uh, canceled due to COVID-19. Oh no. Yeah. And it's kind of bumming because they rescheduled it again to the end of summer. So August 1st, and then they mm-hmm. had to cancel it again. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, canceled. <laughs> so it looks like gra- you're graduated already officially, right? But yeah. the, the ceremony probably not until the end of, uh, end of the fall semester. Yeah. Looking like that or sometime they're trying to figure out just when things are, you know, healthy to be out and to get people together, but they did send me that my diploma. So that was nice. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so you got the paper in hand. That's what's important. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what's next for you? What's coming up? Yeah. Um, so I decided to go on and so I'm going to be going to grad school. I got accepted at central Washington university. So that is, Um, So I live in Idaho, so it's not too far away. It's just another state. And I'll be studying clinical mental health counseling um, and getting my master's degree there. Wow. A master's program. So that's going to keep you pretty busy. Oh, yeah, definitely. Super busy. And what were you going to what are you going to be researching now that we know that you're studying? But are, are you interested in a specific field or in a specific topic? Yeah, so um, when I was in college, I did a research project with McNair, and I worked on first-generation college students and their academic well-being. And so I'm really looking towards, like, college students or just young adults and working with them to uh, go on and then also work on their um, mental health and how they navigate things and how they work with things. And so that's really kind of what I want to focus on, but I haven't really set a certain research project down yet. Okay. So TRIO has played a large role, it sounds like, in your educational journey. Would you agree that that's a fair assessment? Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel that Without TRIO, I probably wouldn't be where I am educationally. Um, and I tell them that every time I'm, I, I'm like, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. And they always tell me, yes, you would be because you did it. And they always Aww. remind me that. And I'm like, I know that's awesome to say, but honestly, like without TRIO, I probably wouldn't have the support to make it where I am today. I think both you both both of you and I agree in that in that sentiment because uh, when I go back to my trio mentors too, I'm like I wouldn't be where I am if it weren't for you. But they they like to throw it back and say no, but you know you're smart, you do you do this, you you've done it. But honestly, I don't see myself being where I'm at now had it not been for trio. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. I think it's that great intervention that they they do, and I don't want to cut it like this, like 
forced intervention. It's more like an academic intervention that allows you to expand yourself as an individual and really uh, have an edu. For me, it was like this educational renaissance, right? Like, oh, this is what this means, and and figuring out college. So that's awesome for you. Yeah. So you've been able to um, go from one uh, trio program to another, uh, from high school to college. Was there another trio program that helped you transition to a master's program? Yeah, so that was Trio McNair. Um, And so that was the trio program that I was also involved during my undergrad. And so they did similar things to Upward Bound like I was in high school. So we would have a class each semester. um, And then we would work on our own research project. We would apply um, to grad school. We would do our resumes. We would do our CVs, our personal statements. Um, I was actually fortunate enough to go to Hawaii with them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, And this is the first time I've ever left the country. So that was a thing that Trio was able to give me. Um, It was my junior spring break. We did, uh, it was like a what was it like a service learning research trip? Mm-hmm. And so we had went to the big Island and we went and we helped clean up the oceans. We learned about um, the ind- indigenous tribes. We learned about like the Hawaiian culture and we were able to experience some of it and just like go help and learn. Like that was the main things about it. And I took a lot out of that trip and was very grateful to be going on it. Elena, that is amazing. Um, so that is great that you've been able to go from upward bound Student Support Services, and now McNair. Can you tell us about the differences between each program? Yeah. um, So Upward Bound focuses on high school students transitioning to their undergrad in college. And then Trio SSS works with students during their undergrad um, to help them stay involved, stay healthy, um, stay financially stable. And then McNair works um, with undergrads to go on to the graduate level or professional levels. Um, So you work doing research, um, personal development, uh, applying to other programs. And so McNair was really a program that helped me figure out what I want to do as a job and what I am passionate about. And so they allowed me to do research. They allowed me to meet people, go on like research conferences. Um, and they really, it really, that program really stuck out to me and allowed me to figure out what I'm going to do. So my final thing that I want to do is go on, uh, get my master's in clinical mental health counseling so I could be a certified counselor and then go on, get my PhD in counseling psychology and then do work academically for the uh, world of research psychology. That is amazing. So you already have your future like mapped out and I'm so excited for you. Alina, you are headed for great things. Uh, You graduated with a bachelor's degree already and you're now in a master's program. Uh, What do you see yourself in three years? Certainly a lot more writing, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. A lot more writing. Um, I see myself in three years graduated from my master's program um, only because it is a two years master's program. And then I see myself either in a PhD program or going to to a PhD program and working on research, um, working on earning my PhD and helping the world of research, helping TRIO, helping every college on, in, you know, uh, in the world, just helping people learn, helping people find out who they are and just caring for myself and others. Absolutely. I think TRIO is going to definitely value you. Not, not that you didn't, weren't already valued. I think uh, the TRIO community really values students that uh, continue pursuing their uh, pursuits of education and uh, the things that you're going to do, they're just going to be astounding. So I'm, I'm already sure of it. So 
Alina, we're going to take just a moment uh, for you to have a direct message to your mentors. Uh, first, tell us about your mentors and how they influenced you, and do you have a message for them? Yeah. Um, so my very first mentor I ever received was Josh Engler. He was my uh, upward bound mentor and he really was able to help me establish faith in myself and knowing that I am capable of doing what I can do and that I am worthy of it. Like just learning that worthiness of yourself, I think really helps you keep going on and knowing like why everything is worth it. And so I really thank him. Um, for helping influence me to just keep going on and knowing that I'm worth it and being a great support system. Um, my second mentor I would like to give a shout out to is Jessica Samuels. She was my trio SSS mentor and I want to thank her for influencing me to always be proud of who I am and not be shy and just always be there for others and remember why you're doing what you're doing. And then my last mentor I'd like to talk about is uh, Steve Martin, and that's my uh, McNair mentor. And he influenced me to give it all when you're working on projects, homework, anything that has to do with sharing who you are, always give it your all. And then he also influenced me to remember why I started and always be there uh, for those people who are there for you and continue to have great relationships with them. Awesome. And... I just wanted to also say uh, you have, you're doing fantastic work uh, being a master's student now and then looking forward to a PhD. So what advice would you give to a trio student who is thinking about uh, going to college at whatever stage? And this could also be uh, applied to a first generation student. Yeah. Um, advice I would give you all is to believe in yourself because you can do it. Anything you want to do, it's possible. Uh, dream big and look for those people who are going to push and support you. And don't be afraid to reach out and always ask for help when you need it. Those are very important things that I wish I knew when I started their trio program because they're really going to help you in the long run. And always remember your why. I love that. Remembering your why. <laughs> what would you say or advice you would give to trio staff from all over the United States? Um, for all the TRIO staff over the United States, I would like to thank you all for all the powerful work you do. I know that it can be hard work sometimes, but what you do truly makes a difference and is well worth it to all of us. Without your help and guidance of TRIO, I probably wouldn't have made it as far as I have. So I want to thank you all and just know what you're doing is really helping. Well, Alina, a lot of the work that you're doing is also astounding. So, Alina, I just want to say it was such an honor to have you on the podcast. We would love for you to return and give us updates. Yes, I would love to. Thank you all for having me today. Absolutely. Can you do us the huge signer and signing off? Yeah, of course. Uh, this is Alina Tovar. I am a TRIO alum of the TRIO Upward Bound Program, Student Support Services, and a, and a current McNair Scholar. I graduated with my bachelor's degree in psychology and philosophy, and I am currently studying counseling at, this, at Central Washington University. And TRIO works. Fantastic, Alina. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Are you a participant, alum, or staff of a TRIO program? Do you want your program highlighted? You or your program could be featured in an upcoming episode of Let's Talk TRIO. Get a hold of us by going to our Facebook page or Instagram and send us a direct message. Search for Let's Talk TRIO. We want to get your story to the public. What a great interview with Alina Tovar, TRIO alum of Student Support Services and TRIO. Upward Bound, and a current McNair Scholar.
Alina, we wish you all the best, and and uh, we are very grateful to have had you on the podcast. Just as a reminder, you too can be on the podcast. Reach out to us via Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook and send us a direct message. Or you can get a hold of us via our email at letstalktrio, L-E-T-S-T-A-L-K-T-R-I-O at gmail.com. Again, a quick thank you to our sponsors, Student Access and Angelica Villalpando for sponsoring today's episode. We thank you all so much for your patronage. You too can be a sponsor. Head on over to Kickstarter or Patreon and sponsor the podcast. Through Kickstarter, you can contribute to our Kickstarter campaign, give a one-time donation, and vote on a decal that we, we would love to change our new logo. Actually, our logo will change, and we're uh, changing it later this year. Uh, December 2020, we'll be changing our, new, our logo to a voted-on decal as determined by the audience. If you'd like to be a, a sponsor, a monthly sponsor to our podcast, you can head over to Patreon and select a member level. Uh, we have a range of a dollar to fifty dollars to a hundred dollars, depending on the amount you want to give each month. For corporate sponsors, if you'd like to sponsor our podcast, we do have a corporate sponsors at a hundred dollars a month. That means you would get an ad of a minute and thirty seconds on our podcast. I want to acknowledge our podcast team, Amelia Castañeda, our marketing manager and producer and voiceover, John Russell, our music producer, editor, and audio engineer, Juan Rivas, executive producer and host. Honorary members of Let's Talk Trio include Tony Ho, Roderick Chambers, and Scott Kendall. We thank you all so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting our podcast, and we will catch you on the next episode.